Hi, everybody. We have today Chris Clayton, a Kelowna writer, director, producer of the new series, uh, Silk Road Finders Keepers. And we just had a really great interview with your star, Chanel Connell, that blew up on social media today. So it's really great to talk to you, Chris. Hi. Perfect. Perfect. I, I should point out that Chanel is actually one of... Uh one of five uh, lead characters that we have in, uh, in the story um, and that are all kind of intertwined together. And, and uh, um, you know, we've got Caden uh, Lois Player who plays Leo, um, the, one of the main characters. That's uh, Chanel Connell's uh, brother character that, uh, you know, in the story she hasn't seen for 15 years. So, and she is the younger or the older uh, sister of Leo? Yeah, younger, younger. Okay. And in, in, in this story, when we first created this five years ago, we uh, we were actually shooting a trailer for uh, a company in Vancouver so they could get uh, pilot season. And um, and uh, the story uh, was originally created um, kind of like a, a reverse Cinderella story. So, you know, instead of the wicked stepmother, you got the wicked stepfather. Um, you know, Leo, the story opens up, he's five years old, uh, you know, being raised by this uh, uh, evil stepdad who is uh, played by um, Scotty Larson, um, a great DC actor. He's, uh, you know, very talented, uh, done an amazing job for us. And, uh, um, you know, the British come in, he's a, he's a drug dealer, he deals in anything where there's money. Uh, plutonium being sold to Iran, which is kind of the lead-in for episode two. Um, and uh, Leo is it opens up with him as a five-year-old, um, you know, being really mistreated by this evil stepdad who is dealing in illegal arms. And and uh, we were lucky enough to uh, you know get tanks and, and uh, weapons and things. And um, the original trailer we shot, we had to shut it down. We totally missed. Um, pilot season, we were shooting in a format, we really, you know, we were paying a fortune for rented equipment, um, and we had some problems with one of our actors back then, uh, which, you know, I really don't want to get into, we, we ended up having to shut it down. So we kept the concept, did a complete rewrite over four years, and, uh, and, and we let the original copyright run out, rewrote it. Um, and, and came up with this kind of a, a Cinderella story where uh, this young kid uh, is rescued from from the uh, you know the wicked stepdad Luca, this uh, half Russian gun runner, and uh, it cuts to 12 years later uh, in Chicago, and he's now this uh, street kid um, looking for his sister Abby. He 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 he, he you know he's here's these stories that, that she's been killed, overdose, overdose uh, got into drugs, and uh, I don't want to give too much of the story away, but what has happened with her in reality is she is now a, uh, an FBI trainee, undercover FBI agent, and, and so he doesn't realize this. So he teams up with these, these four uh, characters who are just genius computer hackers, and that's played by uh, Shalise Cameron, Lane Gillies, Nick Gulix, and Caden Lois Claire, who is, like I said, plays Leo's brother, and um, they find out that uh, the stepdad, they, all this time, they, they thought he was killed in northern, northern Afghanistan. They find out he's still alive and very successful. So they uh, hatch this 
we shipped to Iran. And uh, so now everybody, all these alphabet agencies, the FBI, CIA, bad guys, good guys, everybody is uh, is, is trying to get their hands on this money and, 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 and stop this from happening. And uh, so I won't give away any more of the story. No, I love that, it. I love it. And then, um, so we were about, uh, we're shooting this over four seasons. It's taken a whole year. We started exactly a year ago, November 3rd, 2018. We needed four very distinct seasons to cover four very different countries. Um, yeah, of course, we're using the Okanagan and parts of BC for these four countries, which, we, you know, we've got everything here. And it's worked out very good for that. We just recently were on set and we used um, a local area as a Russian border. Luckily, we had some snow that night. Works. Um, we had a friend of mine, Al Hale, um, and his wife, Liz, supplied us with the tanks. Um, and, it, and it worked out really good. So, you know, I think we've got six scenes left to film for the pilot episode and then goes to post-production, editing, sound music, all the rest of it. And... Um, Uh, 
a track for that. So basically, we said, uh, screw it. We're, we're not going to rent from, from these crooks. We're going to um, just buy, and then we'll just create our own rental house. So now we, you know, the equipment that we have, we now rent it out to oh, uh, smart. other film production companies. So, um, you know, we've created a little bit of a, a battle with this other company. <laughs> I would say so. we now have as much equipment as they do. And, you know, there's filmmakers that come along, and, and if there's filmmakers that we see want to shoot a short, um, kind of get their career started, we just go out and shoot it for them and lend them the equipment, and we don't charge them a dime. And, wow. Uh, especially for members of our crew. Um, you know, Michael Fullerton, our, our uh, props guy, amazing props guy. He's uh, done a, you know, a really good job. Um, you know, he's had a couple of little short films come up, and, and I said, like, you need the equipment, just come get it. You need light stamps, whatever. You've helped us out. Now's our time to help you out. And, and that's just, you know, that's how we are. We've given a lot of actors. Some of our actors, uh, uh, they're first-time actors. And, and um, you know, you run them through auditions. And if there's a little bit of a spark there that, that kind of gives an indication that, A, they fit the role, and, B, they're going to really work hard at giving you the performance that, that you need, um, we take the chance. Wow. And, uh, and, and we've gotten lucky so far. Um, you know, we've been, uh, most of our talent uh, has been coming through the Theresa May agency in Kelowna. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, she's not our casting director, but she, um, you know, she is the biggest agency in the, you know, probably in the Okanagan now. And, um, and it just happens that most of the talent has come from, and she's got some very good talent you know, uh, that she represents, and, um, you know, it, it, it's worked out good. We've only actually had a problem with one actor. Um, we'll mention any names. We had an actor come in as a, uh, one of the bad guys' accountants, I think it was, or one of his guards, and he had one line, <laughs> and, in the, and, and in the audition, he did very good. Um, on set, not so good. We, we, but it was one line, we can ADR it, and, and it'll work out okay. It just came out like he was reading a book. And uh, no matter how we worked with him, we just couldn't get it. So um, I don't think he's with the Theresa May agency anymore anyway. So, <laughs> But, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time working with talent. And, and after being in the, the industry for over 40 years, you know, you can pass along a little experience that, that you know, things I've learned from guys like uh, that I've worked with, uh, you know, Ron Howard and, and some of these other people that, that, um, that I took workshops from years ago and, and pass it along to these guys and it helps them and, and uh, so on and so forth. So, you know, we've got uh, 55 terabytes of footage and, and um, luckily, uh, you know, we have a really good sound guy. Um, you know, Ben, our, our sound guy, has just been there every day shooting, never skipped a beat and, um, and uh, really good at what he does. And... Um, and, uh, you know, right after shooting, I go over all the footage and I go over all the sound files and I do some basic syncing up just to make sure everything is, is looking good. So when we send it down for post-production, we're not going to have any troubles. And, and so far, you know, in a year, all the footage that we've shot, um, we haven't had one ounce of problems with as far as, you know, our, our camera goes, picture quality. Of course, we're shooting in 4.6K. And, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's worked out really good. So, 16's left to go. And, uh... You 
must be excited to take a little bit of a break in between. A little bit, uh, no, eh? There's, there's not going to be any break. No. I just offered another film that I'm producer that's coming here in January. I'm not sure if I'm going to take it or not yet. Um, you know, it's a, a million-dollar picture. And uh, um, I have another uh, another screenplay that we want to start developing called Shadow of the Wind. Um, you know, and we want to get that off the ground right away just to start developing that. This is the minute this one we finish shooting and then have a rap party. And that one is about uh, six blind kids um, that survive a plane crash um, in the 70s. It's actually based on a true story. It's a real Disney tearjerker type film, you know. So that that's our next project. We've already got uh, we've already got some interest from uh, Los Angeles. And, and 20 years ago, Disney was uh, actually interested in it, but it needed a heavy rewrite. So uh, by next week, I should have the second draft rewrite. Uh, uh, finished for that, ready to send off to distributors and get that one greenlit and financed. That one's a five million dollar picture, uh, uh, so a little harder to, to deal with people. You know, distributors can be br- brutal as far as what they want. You know, on their end. And, it's a and, business. Uh, people forget like that. A, it's a business. It's called show business. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to know how to deal with them. So, you know, I I learned from. you are one interesting interesting person the people around you really love you you are all about the work and ah yeah yeah i'm sure <laughs> there are yeah <laughs> but it doesn't sound like that would happen yeah Who knows who likes him? Who knows? He's not liked by a lot of people. No. But, you, you know, you keep, you keep pressing forward and, and, you know, the whole idea. Somebody told me a long time ago, and, and I, I think it was Ron Howard, I can't remember. I, like I said, I did a workshop with him in, in L.A. years ago. And um, he said, when, when people come out of the theater after watching your movie, you want them doing one of two things to be a, a really successful filmmaker. You either want them in tears or wanting to burn the theater down. He said, if you've got one of oh. those two reactions, your movie's, you know, up for an Oscar. And, I've, you know, I've always remembered that. So, you know, we try to get that performance out of the actors that, uh, you know, whatever the emotion is they're portraying uh, and, and really get across to the audience. And, uh, and uh, hopefully we can do that. Wow. Well, I'm, we're know. all very excited to see... Uh, the trailer of Silk Road. I sure am. And uh, I have to phone the uh, editor in Vancouver. We're hoping there's going to be a finished trailer by the end of January. Woo-woo. I, I, I still have to get a hold of. Uh, you know, we. we I, I really wanted it ready for um, for uh, when we have a rap party. But you know, we had one editor uh, involved that really. We we, we basically had to. Uh, 
professionally for sure oh yeah yeah no we we have to do that and um you know like i said i you know we have our own editing system and if we take some of the footage and we sync the sound to it and we do post post some just for our cast and crew to have a look at um you know we, we have an amazing uh actor he's also executive producer another of another film we're doing came up here um alex uh Chavrinsky. i can never pronounce his last name um, to play a KGB agent. I think you were there when we filmed it. Well, I think and, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and so I really wanted to get that scene, the sound synced up, just to get the feel, make sure we got it right. And, um, you know, we just recently posted that on our private Facebook group for cast and crew. <coughs> so that, um, you know, that, that cast and crew like to see that things are progressing. They like to see the work. and You, you, you know, you have, to, you have to give them that to... Um, you know, so that they're, hey, this is, you know, this has come along, this looks great, and, you know, and they'll want to finish, you know, they want to finish the film, right? Yeah, so. the behind the scenes is is really what shows the audience and even, yeah, the crew and the cast that things are moving along and no, what what's careful, to be. just very careful not to give away the end of the story. Never, 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 that's never. The only thing we ask people. I don't even know it, so I wouldn't be able to even give it away. So that's in, smart. In, in, a, in a nutshell, it's, it's uh, X Files and Twenty One Jump Street all wrapped up in. Yeah, that's uh, the in, style in, that in we're. So in, each episode is, is loosely based on a conspiracy. You know, episode two, they um, they uh, they're in the desert. Two of their friends have disappeared. Two of their hackers and two females have uh, disappeared. And they find some plane wreckage while they're, you know, they find they find their French jeep wrecked, and in the process they find some wreckage, and it, um, the indications are that it came from one of the planes that hit the towers, and so you know, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, don't believe that happened. I mean, I do, and it doesn't matter what your personal belief is, but um, the people that are going to be really, and of course we've got, you know, the young characters, which. You know, which is where 21 Jump Street really got their audience from. But it's really conspiracy-based, you know, and, and so that... Like Project uh, Blue Book. Yeah, Project Blue Book. And, and so episode two takes place in this little Arizona town where, um, where they, you know, they find some plane wreckage has been buried, and that's as much of the story I'm going to give away on episode two. Well, that, but, that sounds you know, really we, exciting. Uh, we, um, we really have to sell episode one first, so... Well, you've been working so hard for so long, so thank you so much for uh, taking long, even well, it's, uh, a this, minute. This one's uh, taken, taken a lot out of uh, a lot of people. It's been a year of, uh, you know, blazing sun, and, and uh, you know, uh, last weekend it was like minus three. And so, but, you know, the one rule we have is, is try to feed our crew good and our cast. And, you know, we knew it was going to be cold, so we picked up a bunch of pairs of gloves for people if their hands got cold. And, 
and uh, you know you really have to look after your cast and crew and uh, you know if, if, if they're happy then they'll, they'll they'll do an amazing job for you and that's what's been happening so well I think you're a lot of fun to work with and you're serious and I can see good things coming for your projects and we will keep updated with you for the fans about what's to come for the show and when it airs and all that good stuff. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to seeing it edited and, and get that first rough cut out. And see what people think of it. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it goes across good. And, <laughs> That's how it uh, always the feeling, eh, when you on, create on, something. On the, yeah. on the big screen and, and, um, you know, and then we take it from there. And if it gets picked up, then... That'd be awesome. Well, congrats on all your hard work and also on your new babies. And uh, you're a very busy, busy filmmaker. But uh, without people like you, there would be no opportunity for others to put in their art. So it's a big deal what you're doing, creating a lot of projects with your friend Alan. Well, I have to, um, you know, I mean, before we close, I, I have to give a lot of the credit to my wife. Yeah, she's, Priscilla. Uh, she's, she's been behind me. We actually met on a film I know, I, they are adorable. But, 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 yeah, well, Alan McFarlane calls them the berserkers. He served them in the background while, while we're trying to have meetings and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're great. And, and my, you know, my wife Priscilla has been amazing. And, uh, and she's the key. No, no matter what happens, I mean, there's, you know, there's been times when, uh, when uh, well, you know, I had a brand new truck two years ago and, and, decided to uh, get rid of that, get a used truck to, um, you know, help finance some of this. Yeah. And, um, you know, and she goes, you know, what do we need a new truck for? You know, wow. Well, a $1,500 pickup truck to pack your equipment around. And so, yeah, she's really been behind me um, 100%. Well, that, yeah, that right, helps. Right, 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 yeah. right since day one. She's also a makeup artist and, and does uh, all of the makeup on, on, she's a key makeup artist. And then, of course, Chris Verstecki is... Uh, Hair and then when we shoot out at uh, where you know where the uh, place where we use the tanks and we you know, for uh, our Russian border and so on and so forth, Liz Hale um, helps us out with with uh, with hair and, uh, and and stuff out there. So yeah, we've got. Um, Are you guys out uh, in Kelowna or Vernon? Well, we live in Vernon, but we you know we're shooting all over the entire uh, Okanagan Valley. We are actually planning on moving back to. Um, Kelowna. The plan was to move to back to Vancouver. Yeah, um, that's where the know, action it really is. You could, you know, make a lot of money on just working other people's films in, in Vancouver. You know, either as a production manager or whatever. But you know, that's not that's not what I want to see for end results. So, you know, I've um, been uh, you know trying to get the Okanagan recognized as a really good place to shoot films since. You know, the, the late 70s, early 80s, when, you know, we, uh, myself and six other people originally created the film commission. And a guy called Mark Flett was the first film commissioner, and he was our vice president. And it wasn't called the film commission back then, it was called something else. But, um, um, you know, I spent a, a lot of time, even when I was in Vancouver for 
15 or 20 years, um, you know, steering uh, filmmakers up to this area and trying to get filmed into this area. So it's, uh, so we, we, we decided that, you know, Kelowna will be our next step. Vernon's just a little too tiny for me. Great people here. There's some, you know, amazing crew members here, but we, um, you know, Vancouver's a bit of a, you kind of lose sight. You get caught up in that big world of other people's films, and you kind of lose sight of your own projects. And you know, the, the writing doesn't happen, and the directing doesn't happen, and the stories don't get out. And um, so, I think we're uh, in the spring. I think we're looking at moving to uh, back down to Kelowna. And uh, you know, the goal, the, the end goal, is is to someday build a big fifty thousand, eighty thousand square foot studio there. And uh, you know, but I mean that's a long ways off. Being 61 years old now, it, it's you know it's highly unlikely that'll happen in my lifetime. But um, but making films and entertain people is the goal. You know. Well, you're doing a great well, job. I love that you want to support your um, your industry. That's very cool that you uh, started the the your film group up there. What is that now called? Well, I mean the company is is so Okay. And uh, we also have Infinity uh, Grip and Lighting, which is the, the rental portion of uh, of the, the company that rents out gear and, and, and uh, things. And then, um, uh, you know, in our spare time, we also did wedding photography during the summer, but we've kind of, uh, we really don't have much time for that anymore. You know, we were going to uh, try and do some weekend wedding photography this coming summer and it is just it takes so much out of you with the yeah. editing time with the pictures it takes you away from the filmmaking and filmmaking is what we really want to do we want to you know, create the stories tell the stories and, and entertain an audience and, and uh, build some opportunities for local crew get them some credits and, and some experience for for uh, actors you know like I said a lot of our actors are first time actors and uh, it, it just takes that extra little bit of energy to direct them and get that performance out of them to show them that they can really do it. And, they, you know, there's nothing better than an actor that comes up to you afterwards and, and, and thanks you for the opportunity and, and really spending the time to draw a performance out of them that they didn't think that they could do, you know. And, and, and so that's kind of uh, makes me feel good about the whole process, right? But yeah. anyways, I do have to cut this short. I've got a conference call with a distributor in New York about uh, two or three of these other films. So awesome. I, should really, uh, I should really join in on that conversation or they'll be looking for another line producer. No worries. Thank you so much for your time, Chris Clayton. We'll see you soon. Okay. You too. Thanks, Joe. Bye.